Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to episode 21 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. First off, I can't believe that we're already 21 um, episodes in. That's a total of three weeks. Seven, four, two, yeah. So today we'll be going over the three WNBA games and then the four NBA games. Before we get started, Pops, would you like to say anything? Yeah, besides good morning, my question is, <laughs> Since you said the number 21, Tati, what are you going to do for your 21st birthday? Who knows? Probably go travel somewhere. <laughs> I'll be playing in a WNBA game on my 21st birthday. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, let's get started then. First off, we have the Indiana Fever, who are 4-6, and six, versus the Connecticut Sun, who are 4-7. and seven. These two teams have the worst defense in the league, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> Okay, well, um, Connecticut opened up as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, currently minus five. The total is 164.5 points for the game. Uh, you know, Connecticut's a team that's slowly but surely they've been winning some games. It seems like just yesterday they were they were winless. Yeah. Uh, and, and so they're, they're definitely t- in the midst of turning it around. The fever, yeah, not so much. Uh, I feel like this is a... a both teams are kind of headed in the in different directions. So Connecticut's rising. Indiana's kind of, they've been kind of in the middle, and now they're kind of dropping just a little bit. As far as my my own personal takes here, you know, for the most part, Indiana's been winning and then losing um, both straight up and against the spread. This, whew, this is tough for me. I have a hard time coming up with anything here most people are likely to be on Connecticut try to ride the trend of of the team that's a little bit hotter uh, but I really never know what we're gonna get here um, so for me unfortunately I'm kind of waffling my Mrs. Butterworth moment here I'm kind of just staying completely away from this game um, you know my biggest reason why is Connecticut, while they've been winning games, they're coming off that blowout loss. They lost by 23 points to Seattle. I expect them to come out fired up today. So if anything, I'd like I like Connecticut in the first half. How about that? How about that switching it up? <laughs> well, Indiana must have gotten a fever. <laughs> Probably. So for since both of these teams have bad defense, uh, people that would I would stay away from is this matchup Tierra McCowan and Alyssa Thomas both of them are similar players obviously Alyssa Thomas is a faster forward but both of them are pretty physical that's the best defensive matchup in this game so I would stay away from those two um I don't really like saying this but somebody that I do like in today's game is Dewana Bonner at 10,600 I feel like she's a scorer, and with this team having bad defense, well, both teams, I should say, I feel like she can score a lot of points. So I do like her. I also like somebody like Kelsey Mitchell or Tiffany Mitchell. I don't really know which Mitchell's going to go off today, Pops. <laughs> but um, Kelsey Mitchell, 9,100, and then T. Mitchell, 7,600. So I like that matchup, Dewana Bonner and... One of the two Mitchells, I would take one of those two in my DraftKings, in my DraftKings um, lineup. 
But besides that, like, nobody else. I don't really like anybody else in this game. So, for me, this game is expected to be the second highest scoring game, but very closely behind the game we're going <clears> to <throat> preview next between the yeah. Aces and the Sky. But the Sky Aces game, that's the game that most people are going to target because those are the bigger name players. Yes, it is. I actually could argue that this Fever Suns game is going to be sneaky high scoring and it would definitely be the more under-owned game. So I could try to see where if you're trying to be a contrarian, this would be the game to stack. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I would take Dewan Bonner and Kelsey Mitchell in there, though. So. so, as I look down the list, I'm looking at Miss Charles for the Sun. Kayla Charles? Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise you with something. You're going to say Julie Allman? I'm going to say Miss Dupree from Indiana. And I, you know I'm not a fan of her, <laughs> but I like her tonight. Candace Dupree's 8,100 and Kayla Charles is 5,700. So those are Pop's two picks. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Okay, next up we have the Las Vegas Aces who are 8-2 and two versus the Chicago Sky who are 7-4. and four. Okay, so Las Vegas opened up as a 2.5 point favorite. Currently at minus 3.5. Total opened up 167. It's currently at 168.5. Um, no surprise there. The Aces are the team that's currently in better form. Uh, slightly, slightly bigger name. We all know that I have a, an affinity for the Chicago Sky. Um, you know, the Aces, points per game, best scoring team. Um, I think they're the first and second best scoring teams, huh? Um, Just about. Almost. Not quite. Not quite. Uh, Chicago's kind of drip, dropped a little bit. That makes um, sense. You know, this this is going to be a very, very intriguing game for me. Vegas, they've won, what is it, seven straight? Yeah, six or seven. And lately, like they've won they've won in blowouts, right? They they they, they, they beat, beat Washington, Minnesota, and the Fever. I I'm looking all by by double digits. Um, Didn't they play the Sky and win by like six or seven? So the last time they faced the Sky, they actually lost. Oh. They On July 26th, they played and the Aces won 88-86. And the Aces were a three and a half point underdog. Uh, that was the game where the Aces were a little bit banged up. Gotcha. Um, lately, it goes all the way back to August... August 1st and 4th is the last time the Aces won back-to-back. -back. Otherwise, they've just been alternating wins and losses. Um, so a bit of a, a revenge angle here for Las Vegas. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> this is going to be so difficult for me. Um, I'm not going to go against Chicago, but I would only look to take las vegas here the other thing that's kind of surprising to me is how low this total is it's right now it opened 167 currently 168.5 like i already said but this game when they played earlier on july 26 like we were just talking about the total was at 174 so this total is five and a half points lower so for me that's tough 
I'm not saying the Sky are going to win, but what I am saying is the Sky's offense is better than what they've been showing. So I like the over. I like the over 168.5 quite a bit. Okay. What about you, Tati? Well, what you got? It's not so hard for me. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so I like Asia Wilson. Yes, I know she's 11,000, but she's consistently getting to like 45, 50 fantasy points. So I like her. From the Aces, I also like somebody like Dierica Hamby at 7,500. Um, she's been a little bit under owned, hasn't had her name said too much, but she's still consistently getting there. And I feel like with the Sky, with not as strong of forwards, I feel like she could do a really good job. So I like Asia Wilson and Dierica Hamby. From the Sky, since this game's gonna be a bit of a faster paced game, I like Allie Quigley because she can run and catch and shoot immediately, get back on D and just do it all again. She's 7,900, so she's one that I do like in this game. As well as Clea Copper, I feel like she's been playing very well and she's been a great um, fit for the Sky. I feel like between her and Vandersloot though, it's hard to determine who's going to bring the ball down the court. It's basically like whoever gets the rebound. Um, so I feel like I do like her being in a faster paced game, but that's if she does get the ball. She's 7,700. So Allie Quigley, Kalia Copper, Asia Wilson, and Dierica Hamby. People that, or somebody that I dislike from the Aces is Angel McCautry. I know that I haven't really liked her like all year, <laughs> but I feel like she's more of a slower type of player. And I feel like with this being a faster paced game, like I said, she won't be able to keep up as much. How about Cheyenne Parker? That's what I was just gonna get to. Oh, okay. She's been playing very well, and I feel like she's their fastest forward for this guy. But I'm pretty sure I said this last time with her going up against probably Asia Wilson, I feel like that's a really tough matchup. Okay, because I mean. She's averaging almost 14 points a game and six rebounds. She's been. Yeah. It's not like this has only been a few games now. Um, yeah, it's been a consistent like five or six games for her. Well, I mean, that's what she's averaging for the season. So those are that's career true. highs. So, I mean, she's having a really strong season. And for the most part, she's someone that kind of flies under the radar. Um, In so my opinion, it's because Stephanie Dolson was out. Or because sh Chantel Lavender. Lavender that's what it impacts is. her more, yeah. So... That's what it is. Well, I mean, if she keeps developing, I mean, I think this is year five or six for her. Um, that I mean, that really helps that Chicago team quite a great deal, you know? Yes, it um, does. So, yeah. Okay. And then Asia Wilson. How old is she? I'm pretty sure this is only her third year. Because I feel just the way she is, it seems like she's like she's a 10-year like, vet. Yeah. Okay, so... That's every time I watch an Aces game, that's exactly what the announcers say. Like, she's only in her third year, but she's playing like she's like a 10 or 11 year veteran. And I swear, I feel like she's been in the league for so long, but she's still so young. I can't like wait to see what she does even, I mean, she's doing amazing right now, but like in the next couple seasons, I mean, geez, she's gonna be really good. Yep, I'm with you. We gonna turn that page? Yes. Okay. Next up, we have, in my opinion, the worst game of the day, 
of the New York Liberty, who are 1-9, versus the Seattle Storm, who are 10-1. The reason I say that is because it's going to be a blowout game. There's, like, no question about it. Um, in my opinion, I'm staying away from this game. I wouldn't take, like, a single person. But if I had to, I'd take a bench player. You never really know who's going to step up from the bench. But from the Liberty, I'd take someone like Kylie Shook. She's 4,700. When there's been blowout games, um, she's stepped up most of the time in scoring like 15 plus points and then grabbing a couple boards and assists. So I would take her, 4,700. From the Storm, I mean, they don't really have a bench, do they, Pops? <laughs> um, no. I would take uh, E. Magbagor. I know she's their rookie. She's 5,900. She's the one that does play in those blowout games. So, I mean, those are like the, be the only two that I, if I had to take someone, that's who I would take. But in my opinion, in my opinion, I'm staying away from this game. Pop? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't blame you. Uh, Seattle Open is a 17 point favorite. It's actually gone up now. They're a 17 and a half point favorite. Total of 157 up to 158. I mean, you get the Liberty with the worst offense against yeah. Seattle with the best defense. And conversely, Seattle's got a, a top three offense. points. We're going by points per game, you yes. guys, against the Liberty, who have the third worst defense. So oh, goodness. statistically, <laughs> this, is a, this is a nightmare um, situation. Like the Atlanta nightmares. A lot of times when you have a team that's favored by a lot of points, like how Seattle's favored today, you typically look to see who that team is playing next um, just to see if – because what incentive does Seattle have to, like, run up this score and win by, like, more than 20 points? Um, like none. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that back door is a, a big, big situation here. So, Seattle plays the Indiana next. <laughs> um, and then Vegas and then Indiana again. So, oh, wow. Um, you know, they they played Connecticut in their last game and won by 23. Previously, they played Dallas, won by 18. Previously, <laughs> they played the Dream. They were favored by 13 and a half. They won by 37. Oh, my goodness. They played Chicago. They were favored by four and a half. They won by 18. So, in their last four games, they've won by big, big numbers. Big. All numbers bigger than what their spread is tonight. So, you know... They, they've they also, not only have they been winning games, but they've been covering point spreads, which is crazy. Because normally the best teams, normally the lines are a little bit inflated. Just because oddsmakers don't, don't want to make it that easy. They don't want just the best team's records to be covering the spread. So usually the lines are a little bit inflated. The price is like a little bit typically built in a point or two too high. But yet here, Seattle just covering point spreads left and right. So no matter how big the odds are, they just keep covering. Um, at some point, that's going to swing. I really wish that I woke up feeling just a little bit more spry because I'd take the liberty here just out of that principle. But I can't do that. I've been waffling today. So um, I'm, I'm going to have to search what spry means. <laughs> right? I am not on the liberty. I am not on, but I'm really not on Seattle today. Um, 
that's a scary game for me. I could just see where they're up by 20 points, and then in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, the Liberty close on a 5-0 run and only lose by 15 or 16 points, and I just start laughing. Um, so I'm passing altogether. Okay, then. Well, we both disagree it's going to be a blowout game either way. So that wraps up the WNBA side of the podcast. Sort of. Kind of. Because yesterday, we didn't do power rankings. Oh, yeah. We Come did on, not. Tati. Host Tati. Slipping. <laughs> so let's go. Slipping okay? and sliding. <laughs> so I'll let you read them off, Tati. Oh, yeah. Okay. The first... The number one ranking, the Seattle Storm. This I am is not based surprised. on ESPN. You got to tell everyone who, oh, yes. who we're going off. This of. is not our rankings because I bet you they'd be like completely different than ESPNs. At least a little bit. Okay, well my side would be completely different. Um, so Seattle Storm. I think we both expected that. Yes. Next up at number two, we have the Las Vegas Aces. I expected that as well. Me too. Number three, we have the Los Angeles Sparks. What do you think about that one, Pops? Oh, I can make a case for them being three. It was three or four for me. Yeah, me too. I, I did see them being four, though. I don't know about three. Next up, we have the at number four, we have the Minnesota Lynx. I think that's, a, that's a think one that's or two high. spots too high. I agree. I think that Chicago Sky should be number four. Uh, they have been dropping a little bit, but... I, I don't know. I do know that Minnesota Lynx has been on like a small little run, and they've been playing pretty well together. But as I've said before, I'm starting to really like the Lynx team. Um, but I don't. I think they should be. I don't think they should be in the top third. Okay. Well, number five, we have the Chicago Sky. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay. Well, I don't know about this one, but at number six, we have the Connecticut Sun. Their previous ranking was number 11, and I'm pretty sure that's like a, t- t- the, this week they went three and one, but I do not think they should be number six. Honestly, I think they should be like below eight. I actually have them at eight, so, um, b- but definitely too high. Six is too high. I do not like that at all. So that's de- already one change in it, like a big change. <laughs> Next up at number seven, we have the Phoenix Mercury. I think that's, for the first time all season, I think that's too low. Oh, really? Okay. Well, the previous ranking was number six, but I do think that that's a good spot for them, in my opinion. Okay. At number eight, we have the Dallas Wings. They stayed the same. Honestly, I'm kind of confused because I disagree. I feel like they've been the second best team all season. <laughs> you know what? They're four and seven. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I said that they were my favorite bet to go over the win total. And I'll be darned if I'm not going to speak it into existence. Dallas Wings number two. Okay, then. <laughs> you do remember it's only a 22 game uh, season, right? And in the case of the Wings, I wish it was a 70-game season. They're just an absolute joy to watch. <laughs> Checking out their rotation of their minutes. Oh, my God. The Wings, man, they've got everybody fooled. Everyone's puzzled. Yes. About the Wings. Literally. Except for me. <laughs> okay, next up at number nine, we have the Indiana Fever. 
I agree with that. They're starting to trend downwards. You know, the team that was always in the middle, they're dropping. I get, I can get with nine. Well, I agree with that. I do think that they could be in the number 10 spot and switching with the next team, I'm going to say, which is number 10, the Washington Mystics. I can understand your argument, but I can easily see why Washington's at 10. I can too, but I do see them being at 9 and then Indiana at 10. Okay. Number 11. Pops, before I say it, who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be the Liberty. Yeah, it's the Liberty. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not really... I, I, I know I'm that a... the Liberty and Dream were going to be the bottom two teams, but I do think that... Since the Dream have one more win over the Liberty, they should be in 11. Flip a coin. But, I mean, not like anybody cares who's in 11th or 12th. Flip a coin. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we agree on pretty much most of the power rankings today. This is the best power rankings yet for ESPN. In our opinions. That's all that matters. Let's, uh... Now let's move to the association. <laughs> let's move to the... Bu- let's go from the wobble to the bubble. The wobble bubble. Okay, well, I'm excited for today's games because... You're I'm... always excited. But I mean... Hey, shout is... out to Gloria. Gloria, you're awesome. Yeah, thank you for listening. You're... She's been listening to each and every one. Yeah, you're one of our most avid listeners. And, you know, you gave Tatiana some advice. And I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you, Gloria. <laughs> You know, I, I we got to go back with Gloria and watch a Jeopardy episode. <laughs> She'd probably beat me. Not probably. She would. Okay, let's go. Like the Seattle Storm will beat the So Liberty. yesterday we had a four games. What a treat, you know, starting off on Monday and you got four playoff games. Right. Now it's Tuesday and you have four more. It all goes down today. First game. Tati, who you got? You got the Milwaukee Bucks? Or you got the Orlando David Blaine magic. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the Bucks. Oh wow, shocker. <laughs> yeah, like anybody could have guessed that. And I already know who Pops is gonna be taking, because I mean it's one of his favorite teams. Unfortunately, you're right. I love Orlando in general, but I don't <laughs> like him in game one. If you remember going back to yesterday's podcast, I talked about how it's just a different situation once the playoffs start. Teams show up. You saw it yesterday with the Clippers. What a yeah. start they got off to. Credit to Dallas for coming back. And by the way, the ejection of Porzingis, that was trash. That should have yeah, never happened. Okay? Just like we said, it's the, the it's different in the playoffs. The officials, the officials have to remember it's the playoffs too. Shame on them. For sure. Right? And then you had a couple other teams show out yesterday. Right? Um, go Donovan ahead. Mitchell went for 57, the third most in a play. That's yeah, amazing, but they still lost. I know. It's pretty bad. Milwaukee. I saw a video. It was pretty go funny. Ahead. Um, Jamal Murray was walking around the bubble and saw Donovan Mitchell just sitting there. So he started recording him and started making fun of him for um, going for 57, but Jamal Murray still won. That's crazy. It was pretty funny. So Milwaukee's going to win the game. But I don't think there's any reason why this is uh, this point spreads all the way up to 13 points. So I do like Orlando from the point spread standpoint. Um, I do know Aaron Gordon's questionable, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing. Yeah, I think Gordon's been questionable for quite some time. He I think the been. only time he's probable is when he's in the dunk contest. <laughs> okay, next up. Funny. 
one of my favorite my games. My favorite games of the day. Okay, you got the Indiana Packers Pacers against the Miami Hot Heat. Who you got, Tots? Well, in my opinion, this is going to be a close game, especially with uh, Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren, which, by the way, both of them are questionable, but everybody knows they're going to be playing. Um, I'm going with the Heat. They're going to bring the Heat. And I think that from the DraftKings standpoint, I like Tyler Hero at 4800 Okay. I feel like that's really low for him. So I like him and Duncan Robinson. I know I said that last time, but he just keeps doing his thing. Man, it's four thousand three hundred today. That's terrible that he's that low. I agree. Um, I, I think Duncan Robinson should be closer to like fifty eight hundred. Um, he should be higher, honestly. <clears throat> I mean, he should be sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> I, I like the Miami Heat too. Um, I just think they have more ways uh, to score points. Uh, both defenses are pretty strong. Um, but I can see where this is going to be. This is going to go down to the wire. But yeah, yes. I, I do like Miami. Well, I don't really like how like I see all these different players who these star players who are like all questionable for the Packers. Packers, um, like T.J. Warren, Miles Turner, and Victor Oladipo are all questionable. Like, They'll be why playing. even? Why even be? Why even say you're going to be questionable if everybody knows you're going to play? Mind games, Tati. Mind games. Stupid. Next up, Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City, Thunder Lightning. This is going to be like the second best game to watch. I'm so excited, thrilled for this series. Okay, so we didn't bring this up the other day. Russell Westbrook going to be missing for Houston. I know. How big of a deal is that in this specific series? A huge deal because Russell Westbrook always always places it with a huge chip on his shoulder he's always like that mad bulldog playing and with him being in the first round going against his former team that he was with since he was drafted then just now getting traded like that's huge for the rockets because he'd bring like so much energy and enthusiasm to the team i mean in my opinion, the Rockets are going to still play well without him, but it's going to—it's not—they're not going to play like with a huge chip on their shoulder, as if Russell Westbrook was playing. So, Houston made a big trade to go true small ball this year, and most people just assume it was for Harden, but who it was really for was Westbrook. Yep. They wanted to open up the floor in the lanes for Russell to drive into the bucket. So now with Westbrook out, this was already going to be a competitive series to begin with. Yes. Now all of a sudden, Russell's out. And what I'm wondering is, Chris Paul is an elite <laughs> defender. Yep. Defensively, that was going to be a tough matchup for him, the athleticism of Westbrook. Chris now, Paul's going to think that just Russell Westbrook dropped out because he didn't want to go against him. Who knows? But now, I mean, he can almost, he can guard Jake from State Farm if he wants now. <laughs> so what I'm getting at here is, you guys know if this is episode 21, I've referenced it at least two or three times. The Thunder are the most clutch team in the NBA, defined as the final five minutes of games. For sure. Close game. This is projected to be a very close game. My favorite play today 
is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're going to go up 1-0 against the Houston Rockets. Okay. Last but not least, you've got everyone's darling, the <laughs> Damian Lillard Blazers, against the Los Angeles Drama Lakers. I thought you were going to say prima donnas. <laughs> what do you got, Tots? Well, I got the LeBron James and Anthony Davis are questionable, but are going to totally play. Um, I, was, I don't... I'm going to have to go... I, you guys already know what I'm going to say. I'm going to have to go with the Lakers because, in my opinion, like, I feel like it's hard. It's going to be hard for them to, like, flip the switch going from, like, not even doing anything in the playoffs to, I mean, in the bubble to going, like, and being all fired up for the playoffs. But I still think that they're going to find a way to win today. But I don't know. It's hard because... As much as I love the Lakers, I don't really like this current team right now. Okay, so this game yesterday, you had a team like the Clippers. They had they didn't have a lot to play for. No. In the bubble, and they didn't play that good, but they were able to flip the switch. Right? The now, Lakers didn't have to do the same the thing. The Lakers, you know, we're, they're going to have to do the same thing. Now, one caveat. There's actually a little bit of turmoil. There's a little bit of drama going on with the Lakers behind the scenes. I'm not going to touch on it because I've only heard rumors, and I can't say definitively, so I'm not going to be that person. Um, but I know that there's been some talk of there's some problems, chemistry-wise, and really? some stuff going on. Uh, in the bubble, it's a crazy spot. Talk to B Dot about that. <laughs> and so I think it'll be harder for the Lakers to flip the switch as opposed to a team like the Clippers. But that said... Yesterday's episode, as it related to the NBA, was all about recency bias. Just because you saw what teams did in the bubble in the regular season, now you're expecting them to carry that over to the playoffs. But the playoffs is a completely different animal. Yes. So what I am going to say is the Blazers are like everybody's darling. Because you saw what they did in their, in their games. And they played such high-profile games and exciting games, memorable games. But now we're talking about the playoffs. It's different now. We're talking about Jim, we're talking playoffs? <laughs> so I am not buying the Kool-Aid and I'm not sipping it like everyone else is as it relates to Portland. That said, I do think the Lakers, they got some issues. <laughs> but I do think the Lakers, I don't have Portland winning more than one game in this series. This series doesn't go oh, more wow. than five games. So, I disagree with you. I got Portland winning two games. But why? How come? Because, like, they barely beat the Nets. Okay? Yeah. But everyone remembers that game. <laughs> everyone remembers that they beat the Grizzlies. But, dude, they were they were down with, like, two minutes to go in that game. That is true. So, I mean, let's not forget CJ still has a broken back. How many playoff games has Gary Trent Jr. played in? None. He's a rookie, right? Yeah. No, I don't think no. so. No, he's like second year. But still, I mean, I mean, you're trusting Carmelo? Well, in my opinion, I just don't think that they're going to say how they're not, they didn't come all this way to just lose. I don't really the... care about what they say. I mean, we're talking, we're in the playoffs now. You got to show out. Everyone's got to be motivated now. It's the playoffs. Yeah, I'm interested. Nurkic, Nurkic isn't going to be able to do. What he's been doing in the bubble, he's got Anthony Davis. Maybe he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. 
You know, so, I mean, listen, I'm excited for Portland. I mean, I like the team in general, and they are deep. But just to assume that they're going to carry over what they've done, I mean, who have they stopped? Defensively, they're awful. Yeah, they are. We're just going to forget about that? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they are not a very good defensive team. So, just playing devil's advocate. I think we've gone a little bit long on this podcast. Yes, we have. There's just been so much info. We tried to bring the heat here at the end, you guys. <laughs> just... Tati, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let you do your thing. I appreciate you. And uh, happy Tuesday, everyone. Dana White, I'll be watching you later tonight. The contender series. So, speaking of contenders, Oklahoma City Thunder. They're <laughs> going to beat the Houston Pretenders tonight. The Pretenders. Well, in my opinion... I think that Chris Paul is also going to play with the chip on his shoulder with the what happened between him and James Harden. So I feel like because Chris Paul always brings the energy, he's always fired up and motivated to play. So it'll be a great game. That'll probably be the that'll be one of the games that I'm definitely going to watch today. So yes, I know it's been 30 minutes. I want to thank you guys all for listening in the whole time. I mean, Pops and I agreed to disagree on that last one. But we'll see what happens. Um, thank you guys all. Uh, happy Tuesday. And that wraps up episode 21 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.